Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Alochis. We just had the, we just returned from Uman Rosh Hashanah, Tov Shem Pei Gimel, Chazde Hashem, and starting a, a new year of Likutei Alochis, Nitzeshem. We dedicate to learning today, Lilu Nishmas, Yerachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, and Rosa Basi Tamar, and also for a complete Rafu Shalema for all those that need it, including Rus Alexandra Estachaya Basluna Patrusa, Mazel Batsahava, Jonas Ben Hilda, Shirat Voira Basmirian, Avigail Brocha Bashirat Voira, Soraleya Bas Havaliba, Shimon Zvuman Ben Soraleya, Yosef Avram Eliezen Isim Ben Pesia, Borch Mordechai Ben Tali, Nosan, Nosan, Nasan Yehuda ben Tali. Yehuda ben Tali, <coughs> Avram David ben Chana, Hindachasa Baschana, Eitan Yoel ben Edna, Tovyet Svi ben Chaya Liza, Edis Bas Miriam Grango, David ben Behia, Behia Basi Bas Shavu, Besoich Sharchol Yisrael. We're in the middle of paragraph Yud Ches in Hilchas Avoidas Alilim, Halacha Gimel. <coughs> Rav Nossens are speaking about the, the holiday of Purim, and he's speaking also about the fact that sometimes the Satan is nislabesh in a religious person, sometimes even in a tzaddik, to prevent people from coming close to the tzaddik. So Rav Nossens are said that we'll go back a few lines. The Iker Hisgarusoi the main challenge, the main opposition of the Yetzirah is against that righteous path, which the complete, complete tzaddikim, the tzaddikim will reach the highest level, are teaching us. We're talking about those tzaddikim who are a composite of all the levels of holiness. And they're the ones who teach us this path of hispoidus, chatsois, tikanabris, all the all the right things. And the Yetzirah, the Sidrachra, cloaks himself in people, specifically, and, and puts these people up to make machloikis against these tzaddikim, and to oppose the righteous paths that these tzaddikim have revealed in the world. And the Yitzhara twists the truth. And as a result of this, the Yitzhara overpowers the little guys, people who are on a, on a low level, with all kinds of ideas and questions about the tzaddik and all kinds of confusion. And these questions are coming from a place that's above that person's level. We're talking about, again, a person who's not on a high level, and the Sahara bombards that person with questions and doubts that are coming from a level a little bit higher than him so that this person doesn't have the answers themselves. And this is what makes it difficult for this person to stand up to the Yitzhahara without the help of the tzaddik, who's on a very high level, who is like Mordechai HaTzadik, as we discussed earlier, the Gemara says, where is Mordechai found in the Torah? In the Ktoires, in the Shem and Hamishcha, Besomim Roish Mordor, that's Mordechai. He's the Roish, the, the top of the top. Shekolu Mikol Hamadrego Shebikdusha. This Mordechai, this tzaddik of this caliber, is a composite of all the levels of holiness. Shemeir Bonu Heoro Niflo Vatsuma. And he shines into us, into Kal Yisrael, an incredible high-level light. 
from the highest, highest sources of Kedusha. And this enables even the smallest Jew, the person on the lowest level, to be able to stand up to the many, many obstacles that rise up to block a person from coming close to the Tzadik Emes, from following the path of the Tzadik Emes. Because the holiness of these tzaddikim, who are like Mordechai HaTzadik, their holiness reaches up to the highest, highest levels of Kedusha, ad tachles HaKedusha to the peak, sheshon nizbateles haklipo shebemedame legamri. On that, from that high place that these tzaddikim are coming from, the medame is doesn't exist at all whatsoever. Just like the Zohar Kodesh says many times that when we speak about the different levels of kedusha, typically the seven lower number one. Let's start from the bottom, the malchus. The malchus is that need of kedusha that's most vulnerable to the sitrachra. Ragleho yordos moves. Sometimes the sitrachra can even climb up and attack Netzachoyd Yesoy. Sometimes they can even climb up and reach up to Chesed Gvura Teferes and be Poigim in Chesed, Ahavos Nefulos. And sometimes the Sitrachra can even slightly touch the levels above, Chesed, Chochman Bina. But where over there, there's a concept of a right side and a left side, Chochman, the right Bina, the left. But when we get up to the Keser, there, there is no right, there's no left at all whatsoever. There's no left in existence. It's kolo yamina, the Zorka. It's all right. So there, there is no sitrachra, there's no medama, there's nothing. And the tzaddikim that we're talking about here are tzaddikim who go up to that kind of level, reach up to those kind of levels, and draw down kedusha from there. <clears throat> because we explained previously, that on every standard level of Kedusha, there are these Demyoinois, there are these Klipois. And when a person wants to climb the ladder and go up from one level to the next, so then even though he defeated the Klipois on the 20th floor, now he's trying to go up to the 21st floor. He's got a whole new battle with the Klippos on that floor. <laughs> However, there are Tzadikim who are on such an incredible high level whereby these Tzadikim have plugged into the highest, highest sources of Kedusha. Because they already defeated the Klippos on all of the lower levels completely. To the point where these Tzadikim have been zeichet to plug into the highest, highest places of Kedusha, where there the Klippos don't exist at all whatsoever. And this is the level of Kedusha of Mordechai HaYehudi. Like we mentioned earlier, the Arizal says that Mordechai is Bigematria Rav Chesed. There's Chesed and there's Rav Chesed, that Rachnin Gedoilim, which comes from the Kesed, coming from the highest, highest places of Kedusha. And that's what was needed to match Haman who was the most powerful force, the racious of the Sitrach, or racious Goyim Amolik. And this light of Mordechai HaTzadik is revealed on Purim. And this is what the Gemara says, that a Jew is required to drink on Purim to the point where he doesn't differentiate between Orohoman and Boruch Mordechai. What does that mean? It means that the person is going to reach such a level of simcha 
the person will go up to such a high place on that ladder of Kedusha where the person will be to receive the light of Purim. What is that? Which is the light of Mordechai at Tzadik in its highest source. There, there is no klipa. There is no negativity of medame. There's only the positive. Therefore, over there, there's no concept of a right and a left. There's no concept of Boruch Mordechai on the right and Orohaman on the left. Because on all of the lower levels, where there is Klippa and there is Kedusha, which are represented by Homer and Mordechai, we can, we can issue a curse to the Homer, but when we go up to the source of all Kedusha, when we go up to that Keser, Shom Bitul Hamedame Vaklipa Legamri, there, there the Klipa and Medame has been nullified completely. There, there is no two. There's no concept of two. There's no Orham and Baruch Morachai. Over there, it's wall-to-wall holiness. It's wall-to-wall goodness. This is the light of Purim, which is the light of Mordechai Atzadik, which is an incredible, awesome, high level of spiritual light. That light does not exist. It's not shining on any other holiday, not on Rosh Hashanah, other than Purim. As is explained in the writings of the Arizal. This fits beautifully with what we've been learning previously. Because this light includes in it all of the holiness of all of the levels. Up until the highest, highest place. Where there, the klipa, the tuma, has been eliminated completely. And that's why you can't recognize you know why? Because it doesn't exist there. There it's only goodness. I mentioned once in the past that the Yisrael Kodesh says that the word keser is bigimatria esrim. Ayin shin reishin mem 20. Why? Because the light of Keser goes down, reaches down all 10 floors and bounces back up all 10 floors. It's koilel, all the madregas of Kedusha, everything, everything, everything. And this is, this is what, this is what Purim is. This is what Mordechai at Tzadik is. And Rabbinus is, I'll you that there are Tzadikim in every generation that connect to this kind of level. And therefore they are able to shine into us the light that we need to stand up to all the obstacles. Any questions? Now, Rav Nosazal says, now he adds one or two appendixes to this halacha. <coughs> Shaykh Leil, related to what we learned earlier. Mordechai hoyokolu mikedushas kol hadvanin shebechol hamadregas. Mordechai Atzadik is a composite of the holiness of all the different lights on all levels. Ki Mordechai hoyomizera binyomin. Because we know the, the Gemara tells us that Mordechai Atzadik was a descendant of Shevet Binyamin, 
And it's in Binyamin's portion of Eretz Yisrael that the Beis Amikdash was built. And in the Beis Amikdash is where all sacrifices were brought. Which we learned earlier in this halacha, based on chapter 25 in Likud Imran, that the slaughtering of Karbonois is the, the breaking the medame, because a behemoth is medame. Human, a human being has what we call seichel, high-level intellect. A behemoth has lower-level intellect, which is called medame. In the Beis Hamikdash, we're slaughtering behemoths to show that we're slaughtering the medame. Because in the Beis Hamikdash, you had all the different colors, all the different lights. Gold, silver, copper, blue, red, all the different colors. Because the Beis Hamikdash had tremendous wealth in it. Gold and all. As it's called, the great treasury of the house of Hashem. Because we know the Beis Hamikdash and the Mishkan are one concept. Hashem is great and very much praiseworthy in the holy city of Yerushalayim on his holy mountain. It's there in the Beis Hamikdash where it was revealed the real greatness of Hashem. And the Pasuk explains How is it that the greatness of Hashem is revealed in the Beis Mikdash? Because that's where you have this multi-color that Rabbi Nezal speaks about there in chapter 25 in Likut Imran. The, the colors that are found in money, in gold and silver and copper. The most beautiful view, the joy of the whole land, the, the mountain. Over there on that mountain, in the base of Mikdosh, is found the entire beauty, which is the revelation of all of those lights and colors that Rabbi Nezal speaks about there in chapter 25 of the Kutimran, that are found in money, that's the ultimate, that's the real beauty, and that's a display of the greatness of Hashem. means beautiful view, the joy, the simcha of the whole land. Because as Rabbi Nezal writes there, we could run, this is the real simcha. When does the world experience real joy? When do the Jewish people experience real joy? When the greatness of Hashem is revealed and displayed through a revelation of all of these colors, this beauty of the gold and the silver and the copper and the blue and the purple and the this is what Rabbi Nezal refers to over there in the revelation of the colors, which is this big day yesha, these garments of light. <clears throat> now Rabbi Nezal Zalian says a very interesting question. Any questions, please, first? We find that when Yosef Tzadik meets up with his brothers, after everything, everything, he sends them off with gifts. He gives all of them gifts, a, a change of clothing, a brand new suit of clothing. But to Binyamin, he gives him 300 pieces of silver and five changes of clothing, five garments. Paragraph because we already explained earlier in this halacha, 
that Egypt and Paroi all represented Medame. Remember, when the Torah speaks about Paroi, it tells us about Paroi's dreams. And dreams are an example of Medame. A dream is that lower level Seichel, where the time is, where, where five actual minutes could seem like 50 years. Remember, we explained earlier in this halacha that dream sleep is a bechin of medame, that's paroi and mitzrayim. And when we talk about the slavery in Egypt, the real slavery was, the real golus was, shehizgaber hamedame, that the forces of medame were very powerful and were overpowering the Jewish people. And how were these forces subdued? Through Yosef HaTzadik, who went down to Egypt first, before the rest of the family, so that Yosef HaTzadik would use his power, his holiness, to defeat and subdue the Medame and Klip of Egypt. As we find, Yosef HaTzadik tells his brothers, Hashem sent me here before all of you to serve, to provide food and nourishment as, as a solution to the problem. And this is why Hashem worked it out through his great kindness that Yosef HaTzadik who was first sold as a slave. He was in Potiphar's house. Then they put him in prison for 12 years. Then he comes out, and then he becomes the Forbes number one, not Forbes 500 or 100, Forbes number one, the richest in control of the economy of the whole world. Tremendous wealth. And Yosef HaTzadik gathers up all the wealth of Egypt and all the wealth of all the surrounding countries, they're all coming to buy food. Because through all of this money and wealth that Yosef HaTzadi gathered over there, this brought about a revelation of those divine lights. Remember, Abedazal said, when money gets into Jewish hands, when it's being used properly, the money shines. It has these gavnani law in it. Which are a display of the greatness of Hashem. And through this, he was able to weaken and subdue Paroy and Mitzrayim, Shehim Bechinas Hamedame, who represent Medame. Vialkin, Kishemiskatsu Hashvotim in Yosef, and this explains why when the Shvotim all came down <coughs> and gathered together with Yosef, Nosan Lekulon Me Ashiruson, he gave all of them some of his wealth, Kinosan Lechol Echod Matonois, he gave gifts to every single one of the Shvotim. To show them that he had already succeeded in elevating all of this wealth, taking it out of the Sitrachra and elevating it into holiness. And he's distributing to each and every one of them a portion of his wealth. Which is this beauty, these lights, Bechinas Big Deyesha, Bechinas Chalit This is the change of clothing that he gave to all of his brothers, Bechinas Big Peer This is those garments that Rabbi Nezal speaks about in that chapter, Likudimran, Big Deyesha, Big Staklusa, garments that glow like the garments, like what Odomarishan had before the Eight Sadas. We're told he had. Garments of light. This is this the, the, the beauty of these lights. 
He gave them these garments, he gave them this wealth <coughs> in order to empower all of them to join in weakening, bringing about the defeat of this clip of Mitzrayim, which is this Medabeh. Using these garments of light, which is this beauty of light that they all received from Yosef. Because the main force <coughs> that can defeat Mitzrayim, that can defeat the Medame, is these garments of light, as Rabbein Azal speaks about over there in chapter 25 of the which this Salah is based on. And this explains why to his brother, Binyamin, he gave him 300 silver pieces and five changes of clothes. Because to Binyamin, who in his portion of Eretz Yisrael was built a base of which is the most powerful place on earth where the Medame is defeated, Therefore, Binyamin needed a much greater share of Ashiras than his brothers. And that's why he gave them five changes of clothing. This is alluding to one of the most incredible ceremonies that we have in the Beis HaMikdosh of the entire year, that on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Godel, in order to do his avoider, had to change his clothes five times, from regular clothes to silver, from silver to white, from white back to silver, five different times that he went through this changing of clothing. Because Yom Kippur is the only day of the year when the only Jew, the Kohen Godel, was able to enter into the Holy of Holies. That's where we have the highest level of holiness in the Beis HaMikdosh. And that's where you have the greatest display of beauty, of light, of the Beis HaMikdosh. Because in that Holy of Holies, you had the Ark, the Oroin, which had the Luchais in it, and the Kruvim, those two cherubs on top of the, on top of the Oroin. And that was the holiest place on earth where a person could get the highest level of recognition of Hashem's greatness, Kishon Iker Hashroas Hashchina, because that's where the greatest concentration of the light of the Shechina was. As it says clearly in the Chumash, Vinoyadati Shabo Lebnei Yisrael. That's where I will meet Bnei Yisrael. That's where I will come together with Bnei Yisrael in the Beis Hamikdash via the Kodesh Hakadoshim. And now we understand. Why Yosef gave the Yemen 300 silver pieces, corresponding to the three types of Sechel that Rabbi Nazal discusses over there in chapter 25 of the Kutimran. Over there in the Kutimran, Rabbi Nazal speaks about three types of Sechel. Sechel that's potential. Seichel that's actualized, and then Seichel Hanikne, which is a type of Seichel which includes in it thousands of things in one. One statement, one formula that encompasses thousands of individual pieces of Seichel. Shezoichin, and a person is Zoichin to these three levels of Seichel, Alidei his Galus Hagavlon Shabashi when we're able to reveal those holy lights that are found in holy wealth. And these lights are what defeat the Medame, 
and we're zeichel to rise up to seichel which is a composite of those three levels, the three levels of Seichel, and, and Keser Chochma Bina, or Chochma Bina Das. And this evil Homon, who wanted to damage these holy lights, he wanted to strengthen the Madame, Look what he did. He made a poor, a poor, it says the Megillah, is a goyrol. What is a goyrol? A goyrol is what the claim Godel did on Yom Kippur. Someone wanted to attack the holy of holies of Kral Yisrael, the holiest day of the year, Yom Kippur. Shenem boy about which the Pasik says, Vinosan Aharoin al Hasirin that Aaron Akoyan will place on the two goats. He took two goats that looked exactly identical and placed the two lots on, on them. One is Koidesh Lashem, and the other one is Sor Lazozel. And this explains why the Tikkuni Zohar shows that Purim and Yom, Yom Kippurim have tremendous connections between them. Hainu Kanal, this fits beautifully with what Rabbi Nosen Zal just complained. Because after the Jews succeeded in defeating Haman, we restored the holiness of Yom Kippur. How did we do it? Shehu Iker Kedushas which is the highest level of holiness in the Beis Hamikdash, Yom Kippur. Sheboi Kol Hagavnin. The Beis Hamikdash is the place that has all the colors, all the lights. Kibiyom Kippurim Nichnas Hakoyin Hagodol Letachlis Hakedusho Elyoyinoshal Beis Hamikdash, because on Yom Kippur. The Kohen Godel went into the holiest place of the Beis HaMikdosh, Sheshon Iker Hizgalus Peragavrin, which is the place of the revelation of all these colors, these divine lights. Iker Gidula Saboyrisbara. That's where you have the highest level of revelation of the greatness of Hashem. It's, it was above the concept of space, as the Gemara shows in the beginning of Baba Vasra. And it's from there that we draw the power to defeat Homer Amolik. Homer, who is a composite of all of the evil, of all the different levels. Now, a person would ask, what, what do the Breslavists have to say to this? All this talk about Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur. The answer is, that this is all true. Yom Kippur is the Holy of Holies, etc., etc. But the Gemara tells us that for Tzadikim and Rishoim, their Yom Kippur is on Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara says that Tzadikim and Rishoim are signed and sealed on Rosh Hashanah. The Benoinim are given the full 10 days so that by Yom Kippur, we hope they made the right decision, they made the right choice of joining with the Tzadikim. This is why it's brought that Rosh Hashanah, the words Rosh Hashanah, is Bigimatria ten times Elohim. Elohim is the name of Hashem of judgment. These ten days of judgment, these Aseros Yimei Tshuva, Yimei Din, Rosh Hashanah is all ten days rolled into one, this Yoim Richter, the two days of Rosh Hashanah that are called one long day. Any questions, please? If you recall, towards the beginning of this halacha, Rav Nossi Zal Yes, please. So, sorry, Rav Nossi, I couldn't, I couldn't get my mic to open. Um, two questions. The, the, the first is the three aspects of the, of the seichel, Bukar, Hapol, and Hanikna. Rav says in that Torah and Lukatim that after a person passes on, the only thing that remains is the Seichel HaNikna. Exactly. So the question is, 
it seems like such a high accomplishment. And I don't know how many people land up getting the Seichwa Nikna and then nothing remains then. Can Rav Nossin clarify that, please? The answer is you're right. You're right that the Seichwa Nikna is a high level. <clears throat> and that's why if a person is relying on themselves, they, they have a problem. Because who knows what level that they, how much effort they put in in this world to define what level they can connect to in the next world. This is one of the reasons why it's so critical to attach ourselves to the tzaddikim, to be attached to them. Because if a person is attached with to them, where he goes, I go. Like Rus said to Nabi, wherever you go, I'm going. When a person, and she's the dogma, Rus was a gioris. She came from Moya, the furthest, as far away as possible. She joined the tzaddik, she connected to Nami, who represents the Noyam Ho'elyon, that highest level of Kedusha, that upper Shechina, and, and through that, wherever Nami is, that's where Rus is. And, and so too, Klal Yisrael, to the degree that we accept the authority of the tzaddikim amitim, to the degree that we show that we want to come close to them in this world, to that degree, we're zeichet to join with them in the next world. We gave, we've given examples of this in the past. We gave the most extreme example, Acher. Acher, a person reached a level, went down to a place where we don't want to mention his name, chas v'shalom. We don't say his name. So terrible. The worst of the worst. Apikoiris, super apikoiris. And the Gemara says, he died. He did not do tshuva during his lifetime, although the Gemara hints to the fact that Rabbi Meir said they heard him say something before he passed away, which implied that he did have a slight charoto. But then the Gemara tells us that Rabbi, that, and, and the Gemara says he was on such a terrible place, he couldn't get into Gehenna. He couldn't begin a tikkun process. And the Gemara says one tzaddik, Rabbi Meir, who was a student of Acher, when Acher was in his good days, Rabbi Meir succeeded in getting him into Gehenna. And then the Gemara says, Rabbi Yochanan said, wait till I die. You're going to see the smoke stop coming from his kever. That's going to show that I took him into Gehenna. How? The Gemara says, he said, Echot mechavarana. One of our guys. He's one of our chevra. One of our chevra. If he's at one of our chevra, he goes with us. What do you mean? They got a whole book here. In the, 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 the guards again have a whole book as to why he belongs again. Tough luck. No book. The tzaddik overrides the book. The tzaddik overrides Hashem. This is not Nas Neiman talking. This is the Zohar Kodesh. The Zohar Kodesh says, the Zohar Kodesh mentions one of the stories where Hashem sent a Malach down. This is the Zohar Kodesh in the beginning of Parshas Vayero, Lech Lecha. It says that Rabbi Shema and his son saw that it got very dark outside once. And, and they realized something's up. So they went to look and sure enough, they see a malach and they ask him, what are you doing here? And he says, Hashem sent me to destroy the world because there's a posset by Avram Avinu, Avram Hoyoy is Begimatria 30, which means there have to be 30 tzaddikim on a certain level in order for the world to continue to exist. And there aren't, so we're closing down. We're shutting down the world. Rabbi Shimon said, excuse me, mission canceled. See you later. Go back, go, go home. The Malach went back up to heaven. I'm quoting the Zohar Kodesh there. And the Zohar Kodesh says, Hashem said, what are you doing here? He says, I went down and Rabbi Shimon told me to go back up. Hashem said, now I'm telling you, go back down. He goes back down a second time. And Rabbi Shimon sees him again. And Rabbi Shimon says, now, now we're going to get serious. Now I'm warning you, if you don't leave, you're going to have the same lack of what happened to those malachim, Azar and Azar, who got stuck down here and they couldn't go back up. They're in the Horechosh of the Mountains of Darkness, so you better leave. The malach goes back up and Hashem says, I, I guess you better stay up here. He's serious. And the, the Zohar Kodesh says, an announcement it came out from Shemayim, that Hashem makes a and you nullify the in order to fulfill the pasuk 
Ritzoin Yerei of Yaser. Hashem fulfills the will of those who respect Him. So therefore, again, the tremendous emphasis on, on coming close to tzaddikim and attaching ourselves to tzaddikim, so that despite all of our shortcomings, we don't have secha anikna, we don't have this, I'm with him. We mentioned the dogma of Nusselsalgiz, you have truma. Truma is holy food, truma is secha anikna. The koyen eats truma, the koyen's wife eats truma, the koyen's servant eats truma, and the koyen's cat can eat truma. And his next door neighbor, who could be a rabbi, a Talmud Chacham, a Rosh Hashiva, a Anadmar, can, if he eats truma, is chayev misa bidei shamayim. The koyen and all those attached to him have this, have this benefit. Thank you, Rav Nosson. Yeah. A question in the chat, just a minute. We mentioned that Sadiqim who have reached the level of Kesar are to be found in every generation. Does this mean that they are in our generation too? Or is it concerning this that Rabbein Azal said, just a minute, that Rabbein Azal said <clears throat> that after him until Moshiach, there won't be anything new. The answer is, the answer is that we believe there, in this, we've mentioned the past, there are two different paths in Breslov itself. There's one path which says that the Tzadik Hadoyer is Rabbeinazal. From his time until Moshiach, he is the Tzadik Hadoyer, period. And everyone else is Talmidim, Talmidim of the Tzadik. But that title, Tzadik Hadoyer, is no longer available. And there, there's another path in Breslov that there is a tzaddik hador, a physically living tzaddik hador, even in subsequent generations, who is attached to Rabbi Nezal, who's connected to Rabbi Nezal. But in either case, even in either case, again, Rabbi Nezal is, is our tzaddik. And Rabbi Nezal, we, we see Rabbi Nezal made it perfectly clear that he was to reach these madregos. The Arizal said... <coughs> That, that we don't know if there'll be anybody who will get to the level of Chaya or Ye And Rabbi Nezal said he went to Chaya and Yechida and kept going. So we believe in Murashlema that by attaching ourselves to Rabbi Nezal, by learning his foreign and fulfilling his answers, by trying to come close to all of his true Talmidim, by going to the kever of Rabbi Nezal, which was one of the most important things that he emphasized, come to my kever, read the Tikkunakloli there, Gift stock on my behalf. When? All year round, anytime. And especially, especially by coming to Rabbeinazal on Rosh Hashanah, coming to Rabbeinazal on Rosh Hashanah, on Erev Rosh Hashanah, going to be mispalled by the Tzian, on Rosh Hashanah, joining the Kibbutz HaKodesh, joining the gathering of Rabbeinazal's Tamidim, who gather in Uman, who gather in Niron, who gather in Yerushalayim, Yerakodesh, who gather in, in New York joining that kibbutz, each one on their level, showing a level of loyalty and kesher that I'm not an individual. I'm a member of a, an organization. I'm a member of Rabbi Nachman ben Fega. That's my Rebbe. And, and I'm, I'm relying on him to help me with all my mitzvahs, with any good things that I try to do, that he'll see to it, to bring it into the pot, to join it with everyone, so that I will be able to, to, to be in the places that he is. Just like here on earth, I, I make it my business to daven in a breast of a shul, to, to join Rabbi, to, to make whatever connections I can to the tzaddik. In the next world also, we hope to have all of those connections. Any other questions, please? Question. Rav Nelson writes a lot in the Tzadik he's searching for the tzaddik emes. Yes. If he knows the Reverend tzaddik emes, why is he still searching? <clears throat> Very important question. Rab Nassar writes in Likutei Tfilos that, uh, that Hashem, please help me be to search for the true tzaddik, to search. This is related to, one of the things it's related to is one of the famous halachas in Likutei Halachas, Hilchas Shluchim Halachahei, where Rab Nassar explains there, based on the final shear, the last shear that Rabbi Nassar gave in his life, that final Rosh Hashanah, there Rabbi Nassar speaks about searching for the tzaddik, searching, searching. And Rabbi Nassar alludes to it, and Rabbi Nassar expounds on it, 
that once the person finds the tzaddik, that's when the search really begins. There's one level of search of searching for the tzaddik. Now that I found the tzaddik, what is the tzaddik? Is the tzaddik a piece of human? Is he flesh and blood? Is it a matseva? Is that the tzaddik? Is it the matseva? No. The tzaddik is the ruach hakodesh of the tzaddik, the das of the tzaddik. And that I'm trying to get through his sparring, through his talmidim, through coming to the kever by being mispal there. I'm trying to get every day, I'm searching for and trying to get closer, higher and higher levels of connecting to the ruach hakodesh of the tzaddik. And again, the Likuti Tfilois is for everyone on their level, us on our level. Rab Nosanzal, in his humility, wouldn't acknowledge at all that he's a tzaddik at all, period. So he's searching for the tzaddik. Anyone else, please? Rab Nosan, just coming back to the, the, three, the 300, the, the 300 um, Kikar Kersef, well, each, each relate to the three uh, kinds of seichel, but Exactly. Where do you get 300 from? It should be three oh, or... Th- I, I, you see, every question is critical. When we speak about the spheroids, when we speak about the midos of Hashem, the seven lower ones are referred to as tens units, and the three upper ones are referred to as hundreds units. The Sifrei Kabbalah, and you have it in, in all Sifrei Hasidah, we could speak about the Shin Ayin Nehoirin of the Orapon, the 370 lights of the face of Hashem Kaviyochel. And there are, there are several interpretations of what that is. One of the interpretations is that the three hundreds are the three spheroids, Keser, Chochmen, Bino, or Chochmen, Bino, Das. The 70 is the 70 lower spheroids. And not just that, but Kesef, why not gold? Because Kesef is, is silver, which is whiteness. Which is the term usually applied to the brick to the moichin. In one of the chapters, Likutimran, I believe in its Torah Dalit and Likutimran, Rabbeinazal speaks about 300 barrels of oil. And again, referring to the moichin, the seichel. The moichin and seichel is very often referred to as these 300s and silver. The Zohar Kodesh says, kikaspa. the moich is white like silver. Thank you, Rabbeinazal. Anyone else? There's a question in the chat. Could the Rav please share a bit about the Uman experience this year? Could we share a little bit about the Uman experience this year? The answer is <clears throat> that Baruch Hashem, Bechazdi Hashem, to the best of my knowledge, just about everybody that went there did not encounter any, did not engage or encounter any missiles, any, any battalions of the army, Nothing in, in our portion of Ukraine. I'm not saying that there's no war there going on. In our portion of Ukraine, whether people came in via Poland, Romania, or other places that they came in, Baruch Hashem, everybody arrived safely. Their bodies, their possessions, Baruch Hashem. Hopefully, some luggages get lost because of airlines. We hope that even that'll be restored. While we were in Oman, you heard sirens periodically. <coughs> Once, two times when the siren went off was when the chazan said, that on that day, the great shofar will be blown. A siren went off, they synchronized it exactly to that. And Baruch Hashem was a beautiful, beautiful Rosh Hashanah. There was, I, I believe there was less conflict possibly than any other year. There weren't, the, they, they, I heard, I saw on, on the one and only Yeshiva News, they mentioned the number 27,000. I'm not sure if it was 27,000 or maybe 27,500. I don't know if they counted exactly. There were thousands of people there. Baliyah and Hora, everybody got along very, very well. Didn't see any conflict, Baliyah and Hora, just about between the people or with, with any conflict with the police or the army there, Baruch Hashem. It seemed to be possibly one of the most orderly Rosh Hashanahs that, that we had. And the, the police decided to be babysitters for us in, in making sure that all the kids went to sleep by 11 o'clock at night and 11 o'clock curfew. So nobody wandering around the streets, like unfortunately, sometimes previous Rosh Hashanahs, from 11 to 5, everybody either in bed, either in your building or at the scene. There were a few thousand people, a few thousand people every night. 
that decided to do Mishmar from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m., davening and learning by the Kever, Baruch Hashem. I was there to do it one of the nights and to see men and boys doing all-nighters. And, and there's no other entertainment there. You're either davening or you're learning. That's it. It, it seems that it was very, very special. And, and we hope and pray, we hope and pray that, that all the tefillahs from Oman and from everywhere in the world will, will, are bringing us much closer to the Gula Shlema. Question in the chat, is there something in common between the Avoid and the Beis and the Hizboidinus discussed in, in chapter 60? Remember, remember there's a Gemara that says that there's something more precious, more precious than pinim. Pinim is pearls, and the Gemara says pinim is that inner inner sanctuary that we spoke about here, where the coin Godel and Yom Kippur went The Gemara says there's something higher than that, and what is it? It's the Talmud Chacham. Obviously, we're talking about the Talmud Chacham. That Rabbi Nezal speaks about over there in chapter 60 of the Imran, in other places, we're talking about the Tzadik Ebes, the Talmud Chacham, who is on a level superior to the Kayin Godot. We know the Gemara says that there are certain things that the Kayin Godot cannot atone for. Chamas Melech Malachimovis, the Ish Chacham Yechaprena, and even those things which, which, the, which the penalty is death penalty, the Ish Chacham can even atone for that. It's brought that the last letters of the Ish Chochem Yechapreno are Moshe, that the Tzadik Emes, who is Bechinas Moshe, Bechinas Mordechai Tzadik, they can achieve what the Kohen Gottel did on Yom Kippur, Lefnai Velefnim, they can accomplish that on Rosh Hashanah, they can accomplish it whenever, on Purim, whenever they choose to accomplish it. Wishing everybody a wonderful Shabbos. <coughs> My Rabbi Rav Rosenfeld used to quote what's written in all the Sfarim, that there are seven days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Rosh Hashanah is two days, Yom Kippur is a day. There's seven days between them. Each one of those seven days is a tshuva for a corresponding day of the year. Today is Friday. This Friday, if I do it right, it could be a ticket for all Fridays of the year. And tomorrow, Shabbos Kodesh, is a ticket for all the Shabbosim of the year. We should be zechah to be full of simcha and, and to do everything we can, to have shalom bayis. The, the husbands should help the wives, the wives should help the husbands, and the kids should help both. Zechah to, to the best there of Shabbos, the best Shabbos, and to the Gula Shleimah, and here again, Amen, Amen.